actually came to Liverpool, what, 1970? Yeah, in the early 70s I came to Liverpool, yeah. I was born in 1950 and um, I was in mid mid-twenties, uh, mid 24, 25 when I started at the Art College but I'd moved here first and I was going to courses at the Workers' Education I used to really enjoy the um, history of the English Inn loved the field trips you know, we've got some of the old pubs in and around one of the oldest we got taken out to Lydia you know, the Scotch Piper there uh, and I also did um, Understanding and Enjoying Modern Art with Adrian Henry and... Um, I really enjoyed the courses, and it was it was it was teachers out of the workers' education said, "Why don't I go and be a full-time art student? You'd love it." And I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adrian walked me up, introduced me to Maurice Cockrell, who was on the foundation. Then mm-hmm. it was Sam Walsh, Maurice Cockrell, Arthur Bollard, each of them terrific painters. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Weston was in the, uh, teaching in the sculpture. But it was a hive of activity. I mean, we really enjoyed uh, getting in the studios. You know, it was our social life. We, you know, if you weren't in there working so long, you'd be frightened of missing something. Mm-hmm. You know, it was buzzing. Mm-hmm. Um, then then moved on to the main street. That was Hope Place, the foundation, which was great, because you could have a go at everything there. You know, you could have a go at ceramics, sculpture, printmaking. You know, find your forte, you know. Um, some people went on to do fashion textiles, some graphics, some ceramics, whereas I stayed with a fine art painting. And uh, when we got into the degree um, um, place on Hope Street, the Hanneman Building and the Main Building, the, the studios were huge. It used to be an old Hanneman, an old hospital, so that the lifts were taking patients up. You know, you could take big paintings and big sculpture up to the top, and it was an all glass ceiling. You know, so the light was terrific. You know, it was, uh, um, it was, uh, it was, it was the place to be. I think it was the most popular art college outside the the London ones. You know, to, to, it was hard to get into Liverpool. You know, quite a lot of people wanted to come to Liverpool Art College at the time. Um, we used to play hard. We used to play hard. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of drinking and, and 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 smoking going on. I mean, we were quite a lively lot, and we used to drink in 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 the the, the old crack at the back. In fact, you'd see Mike Knowles, uh, head of the fine art, you banging on the window. You like, you know, come on back up. That's your lunchtime, you know. <laughs> and we'd be up, and we'd work till late till the light went. It, it was uh, it was it was just a great time to be there. There were some fantastic artists around. George Jardine in the graphics, you know, a, a, a surrealist painter, a lovely character. Um, Michael Nose was 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 uh, you know terrific strong uh, strong painter. Uh, Peter Crabtree. There was so much talent there, and it it rubbed off. It rubbed off. Quite a few of quite a few of our. Um, uh, my peers went on to, to do postgrads at the Royal College of Art and Slade and and um, and, and the Royal Academy. Um, I chose to go into uh, to do a PGC. I'd, I'd already done the art teacher's diploma, but I, I chose to go and do the PGCSE because uh, I, you know, I wanted to go on to teach. I was getting very broody during that time and I wanted to start a family and I thought the teaching hours, you know, will fit in with the children's nursery school school and everything. And, um, but then, um, pregnancy after pregnancy, I decided that I'd go into adult education. I didn't want to be uh, 
day in day out with large classes of children and have a, you know, a big family as well to look after you know it's um, so I, I chose adult education classes and which I was very involved in starting the mobile crash so that um, parents with preschool children uh, had a slice of the educational cake so that, you know the crash came to wherever this class is. And of course I filled it with meal but you know it's um, it's um, I don't have any bad memories maybe it's just time that's eroded them but I don't think so you know I remember loving every minute of it and and I used to be um, I used to feel sorry for the the, the, the the art students that were coming towards the end that you know they done the foundation, done the degree, done the post, you know, they, they, it was the end of their time, because it was, um, it was such a, t- like on an island, it was such a time of freedom, you know, you had the big studio space, you had the materials, you, you know, you could go and get as men- much amount of paint and, um, and, and canvas uh, as you wanted, and you could explore, you was encouraged to explore. It probably seemed for the for the, the well, the, the, the youngsters that had done O level art and A level art, being thrown in the deep end because you were left to, to, to you know to make, uh, you weren't spoon fed what to do, you know you had to you know create your own uh, projects. It was it, we're all buzzing off each other, you know we want to take it one step further. <laughs> Adrian used to come in and do the art history, and he was always organising happenings, little happenings. And I remember on the Halloween, he, he took us for the uh, for the afternoon and the evening, and we were making Halloween costumes. And we went for a walk round the grounds in the cemetery, you know, at the back of the Anglican Cathedral. And we ended up in Peter Kafanis when John Meakin had it. And I'll, I'll not forget that because my costume was made out of black paper, and it started pissing down. And by the time I got to Peter Kafanis, it disintegrated. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Gilda was very kind and found a jacket to wrap me in. Gil- Gilda was the manageress, John's wife, at the Peter Cavanas, but she was um, a graduate from the art college. You know, she used to do ceramics. Um, but he he loved he loved to doing his like performance art. Did, did uh, Adrian? For those actually, you mentioned John Meakin. For those. Mm. You might be familiar with John Meakin. Can you say a few words? What, about what a local character. Uh, you'd see him down the street. He'd never changed, John. I mean, he had, he had alcohol problems, big problems. But he always stayed constant, whether, whether he was on a dry out, whether he was rattling, or whether he was heavily drinking. He, 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 was, he, he, he didn't fluctuate. John was John, you know, John was John, and, and a lovely character. Um, one of my neighbours, she worked for him when he, when he took over the Baltic fleet, and she said she couldn't get a better boss. You know, he was really good with his staff. Um, it's Peter Cavanas, I mean, all the little knick-knacks, you know, the sort of like antique bits, and, you know, to give him the place atmosphere. You know, John, John was a constant collector. Um, he helped me out finding objects for, um, for, for my, um, my adult classes. Um, he, he's, you know, he took me around all different uh, scrapyards and second-hand shops, and you know, he, he knew people, you know, in uh, uh, dealing with stuff all over the place. And um, he was a collector. The rise and fall of John Meakin. I think when when um, I think Gilda Gilda was his uh, was his uh, mainstay when it was come to doing accounts and everything. 
John was just such a wild extrovert. He was, you know, he was, he was good, but he needed Gilda's strength. And um, well, the Baltic fleet, you know, you saw John. He's been he's been the rise and fall has been up and down with John. <laughs> but towards the end, I mean, he knew it. He, 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 he shouldn't have drank. He knew that. But it was his life. He just loved pub life, you know. He'd, he'd, um, he'd fell asleep with the candlelight on, he hadn't been paying the electric bill and his landlord wanted to evict him and uh, he asked me to speak to his landlord and say that I'd look after him and I'd go round and see him, you know, make check out he's looking after himself so they had me down as next of kin so, oh, chasing around trying to find his body was, was one thing and then um, uh, the, the coroner, oh, they were so sympathetic and, and this, they, they said, um, because I wasn't, uh, but, you know, blood family, he'd be entitled to us, and he had no money, he'd be entitled to a state funeral. I thought, John, I'd love a state funeral. And I said, what's the difference between a state funeral and a family funeral? He said, the state pays for it rather than the family. You'll get exactly the same uh, deal, but the state's paying it from the family. And at the funeral, I have never seen so many people. You know, he touched the hearts of so many you know, it was just, um, it was just amazing the, the, the uh, you know, the, the breadth and the amount of people that, that wanted to come and, you know, give John a good send-off. Mm-hmm. I had to do his, you, you, what did you say, eulogy, eulogy. Oh, God, it was awful. It was awful. But he did have a good send-off. He would have loved to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He must have, unfortunately, attended quite a, a lot few of funerals. funerals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, poor old Sam. You know Arthur, Nicky Horsfield. I've been to you know so many Adrians. Oh, Adrians! Oh, bloody hell! We got so drunk there. Was only you know, when when they lowered him into the ground, you know, Smith Down Cemetery. We were pouring champagne in and, and you know, <laughs> sending off. We were bloody well off it. Mm. Poor Adrian. You know he's. Um, you know, he'd had a lot of um, problems with, you know, his um, women he'd loved that died, you know, of different ills and everything. But uh, he, uh, you know, he was very creative and certainly fun to be around. You know, he inspired people. Oh, I love I love being on board in the old Belvedere. It's, it's such a cute little pub, that isn't it? It's a real pub pub, and I love the crack. I mean, obviously, I can't go and sit in them now, but there's still people around from what I know that still go. You know, still go to them, still frequent them, um, and it, and it's still a popular place with students. You get the band from the Philharmonic Orchestra. You know, it's been the same people going into the Belvedere. Um, you know, so you still get musicians and, and mm. artists going into the Belvedere yeah, and the crack. Yeah. When, yeah. When, I f- when I first came to Liverpool, I had a flat on Upper Parliament Street. And I used to love going shopping down Granby Street. It was a hive of activity down there. The Caribbean music, the, the, the spicy smells, the, the, uh, it was just a vibe. It was just like going on holiday shopping down there. Yeah. You know, and now it's sort of like absolutely desolate, you know. And I never, I never felt fear living on Upper Parliament Street and walking up Princess Avenue and and Catherine Street. And I, and I don't know why. Maybe, maybe I was just in 
a haze of my own, but I never felt fear like like a, like a, I would do now. I'd, I'd feel a bit concerned now tottering down at Prince's Park late at night, early hours of the morning, you know, with a handbag. But I never felt fear then. Yeah. There's always been vice. You always get mithered by the odd curb crawler, but, you know, it just... It, yeah. it wasn't... Um, I don't know, I just... It, you know... We, we used to drink down on the Somali on, on Upper Parliament Street before it got moved to Hope Street. We, you know, we used to call in the silver standards. These were late night, you know, shabins. When you went, which night you got free curry? <laughs> Casablanca, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. Used to, everybody used to live in the Casablanca. We used to go from the crack to the Everyman to the Casa, you know. And then we used to go to a greasy cafe to help uh, sort the hangover out and then straight into the studio. Greasy cafe, what's it called? Was it Joe's on Myrtle Street? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I used to go to the Everyman, yeah. Used to be, um, used to be poet, I don't know whether this still is, but there used to be poetry reading um, every, I think it was at the end, every end of the month. And Adrian used to attend that a lot. Yeah. It was, it was, it was just lovely to be there at that time. Well, you certainly got my memories going in the lunch jacket.